You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 156. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today, I am sharing what my experience was like in Donna Kosha last week. So as you may have noticed last week, I did not have a Thursday episode for you, which is extremely rare. I think that's one of the only, one of the very few times I've never had an episode air for a week. And that is because I was at this Buddhist meditation retreat in Loch Lomond in the Scottish Highlands. So as I was there at this retreat, they have a policy of no internet or connection to pretty much the outside world. So I decided to take that pause here on the show as well because I am on this lively adventure sharing with you guys as real time as possible what I am going through and what I'm experiencing as this adventure unfolds. So as I was there, I was not here, if that makes sense. But now I'm excited to share what I took from that experience So I know from Instagram, I saw so many comments asking and just so excited to hear about this meditation retreat. So I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of an overview about what the retreat was like in case you may be interested in going to it yourself. And then I'll get into what I actually took from it personally with my own individual experience. So the meditation retreat was something I found out about from a friend the day that I left New York and flew to London. So this is back in May, I think like May 4th or 5th is when I learned about it from my friend someone who's done sabbaticals every three to four years. He takes a trip that takes him internationally traveling and unplugging from his traditional life. And as we got coffee that day that I was embarking on my own sabbatical or journey, he told me about Donna Kosha and said I should totally look into it as I had three months here in the UK or in Europe in general to spend, I thought, you know, this is something that I could easily fit in in this time and might be a nice break and rest from all of the consuming of external newness, all of the new sites and new cultures and all of that stuff. To look inward in a Buddhist meditation retreat seemed like a really nice change of pace for something that was such a long period of time. And as things have been unfolding, the flow was with this. And the one that I signed up for personally also included hill climbing. So you can do different focuses during these meditation retreats. Like you could do yoga, for example, and meditation. You can also do Tai Chi and meditation or the hill climbing and meditation. And I thought the hill climbing sounded super fun and especially very unique to the specific Scottish Highlands that I was staying in. To be able to explore those Highlands was something that I couldn't do anywhere else other than this retreat center. Whereas if I did a yoga and meditation retreat, for example, I could have easily done that in Austin or Chicago. So I wanted to get as unique of an experience as possible and it just seemed like the most fun. Although going forward, I guess it would be also kind of fun to learn Tai Chi. I've never explored that. So that was my kind of second runner-up choice. But the hill climbing is what I did. So what we did during this whole experience, let me kind of explain this. It is run on donation, first of all. So what you pay is what you can afford, which is a really amazing experience and something that might be good to hear about if you're thinking about doing this yourself. And the experience was one week long. 
It included four meditations a day. They were 20 to 35 minutes each during the meditations. There were also periods of silence that lasted often from the last meditation in the evening through after breakfast or after lunch the following day. So not, you know, days and days of silence by any means, but definitely many long periods of silence. So that it could kind of reinforce the meditation that you were going into. But there were also tons of times to chat and get to know people that were there as well. There were hill climbing days. Specifically, there were three. We even climbed Ben Vorlick, which is one of the Monroes here in Scotland. A Monroe is, a, I think it's a 3,000 meter or 3,000 foot hill here in the Highlands. And the people there, I think there was about 25 or 27 people. I was the only American, North American, South American, just anyone from anywhere other than Europe. Everyone else that was on the retreat in my specific experience was a European, mostly UK based or the Netherlands and Denmark as well. So that was kind of an interesting experience to be the only American. As I know many Americans are listening to this, It's kind of unusual for us to be the only American in a place if we're not traveling abroad. So, you know, it's kind of, or even when we are traveling abroad, it's kind of unique to not have someone from the U.S. around for such a long period of time. But it was really fun. And I honestly found myself, after listening to so many Scottish people for the week, thinking in my head in a Scottish accent because I was just around it. And I think I've started to get a little bit better at my Scottish, if you will, Loch Lomond. I'm getting better at saying words that before I could not say it other than Loch Lomond before going into the retreat. So that was a really fun experience in terms of what it kind of was like. I would definitely say it was great for beginners in meditation. You do not need to know meditation going into this. It might be a little bit intense if you haven't done any meditation, but if you even have a practice that's five or 10 minutes long, listening to guided meditations on your own before coming, even just for a few weeks or months beforehand, that would be really all you need to get going in here if you're interested. They also have going deeper retreats as well, which include more periods of silence and longer meditations. So you have to go through the introductory ones, I believe, before you get to go to the going deeper ones. And if you are a more advanced meditation person, this may not be the retreat to go to, quite honestly. You might want to look into Vipassana, which is a 10-day silent meditation retreat that is much more intense in that you're not reading things from the external world, you're not talking to people as far as I know or believe, and you're doing much longer meditation. So if you're an advanced yogi, a meditator, go to something else. But I just found this really great, and especially as someone who's pretty outgoing and likes to meet new people, it was fantastic to have this kind of mix of extracurricular active activity with the hill climbing, getting to know the people in the group and sharing and discussing what we were experiencing through our meditations and more. Like I said before, it's really nice. It was very needed to go inward after so much external newness in the travel to just slow down. By the time I got to Florence right before going to this retreat, I was wiped out just physically, mentally, visually wiped out. I was spending more and more time just sitting in the Airbnbs, just kind of with a white wall, (laughs) 
looking at my computer, watching a movie, just doing things that seemed a little bit slower and a little bit more calm compared to all of the franticness that comes along with travel and sightseeing and seeing new things. So it came at the perfect time in my trip, just around the two month mark. Now I am down to the last three weeks of the trip right now before I go back to the States and just continue to travel from there. But this was exactly what I needed at just the right time. So if you're interested in what exactly we practiced when it comes to meditation, there were three specific ones that we focused on. First was mindfulness of breathing, which involved a lot of counting of the breaths. Then there was also loving kindness meditation, which is definitely my style. I love the loving kindness meditation so much. And I have done it in the past in yoga classes and meditation classes in Austin, but getting to do it for such a long period of time, up to 35 minutes, really just compared to the mindfulness of breathing one, which some people totally love. I am just all about the loving kindness meditations myself. Other people in the groups though, however, did find the loving kindness meditation more challenging, especially when it came to giving loving kindness to themselves. And last but not least, one of the favorite meditations of most of the people were the chanting meditations. We did the Bodhisattva Tara meditation. I don't know if that's exactly the term for the specific chant that I'm speaking of, but it was a really fun one that we just would all kind of chant together. And again, like the loving kindness, anything that's not counting numbers for me is where I would much rather stay. And then of course, just sitting and breathing were also included. So that's the different types of meditations we would rotate through throughout the four periods of meditation that we had a day. As I kind of alluded to earlier, there were some specific things like no internet, although I did break that on Wednesday just to book my Airbnb, so I had a place to stay once I got back to Edinburgh that Friday. I didn't really want to, I didn't really feel comfortable not knowing where I was going to sleep for the next week after that. So I did do that. But other than that, I did not look at the internet whatsoever for a full week, which I don't think I've ever done since I've been an online business owner whatsoever. Also no phone, so no communication, text messages, phone calls. I also chose not to wear makeup, which for me personally was kind of a big deal. My skin's been breaking out on this trip during the gluten and dairy phases like Italy and Paris where gluten dairy free exclusively is very difficult to do. So going makeup free I think was really good for my skin, but also was an interesting personal growth kind of in its own way to be around so many people totally makeup free with a broken out face. That was, I think, a good thing for me. I think it was nice nice to change that up and to not try to cover up what was there and also just to help the skin clear up as the week went on. And there was no outside information. So we didn't know things about the news. I didn't get to watch the Portugal-France Euro Cup championship. However, one of the people in the group that was one of the leaders did tell me Portugal won. So at least I knew that fact, but I didn't get to watch the actual game itself, which was pretty sad, honestly, because I've been following Euro Cup so closely over the last few weeks. And I've been following every single Portugal game since I want to move there. So that was kind of a sacrifice, if you will. It was the only thing that I probably missed in terms of outside information that personally was something that was disappointing. I didn't really mind not listening to music or not watching TV or any of the movies or any of that stuff, but just the Portugal game would have been fun to watch. Now let's move on to what I learned. So while I was there, I was getting... I think I got a migraine at first the week before this retreat. So I got like one or two migraines, no big deal. It was in Cinque Terre at the time and I didn't think too much of it and they went away. 
But while I was in the Scottish Highlands at this retreat, I was getting two to three migraines per day for six of the seven days. I don't know if you guys have ever had migraines, but they are very painful. They're very specific points of shooting pains in different parts of my brain. It was wandering around from behind my skull on the left side to the right side to behind my right ear to the top left part of my head. It was kind of moving around throughout the week, but I could tell you that it was pretty consistent after it got into the rhythm. I would get one in the morning and I would usually get one in the evening and sometimes during the middle of the day or waking up in the middle of the night with one as well. And at the same time, I felt so much joy at this retreat. So much joy. I was so joyful. And I had these intense periods of intense pain for six days. Normally in the past, when I would get this many migraines, I've never had a period like this, by the way. I usually get a migraine, you know, maybe once every two, three months, and then it goes away. No big deal. But two to three every single day, like clockwork, pretty crazy and totally unexpected. Now in the past, years ago, I believe that my experience would have gone something like this. I think I would have made a story about this physical pain I was experiencing. And it would have gone something along these lines. Why does this have to happen to me? Seriously, right when I'm meditating and thinking about my brain 24 seven, I now have to feel shooting pains inside of that brain almost 24 seven. And then I also found out just because I couldn't Google what this might be caused by because I didn't have internet during this time, I had to just speak to the other people at the retreat. And two of the people were physios. And they mentioned that it could be related to hormones. And once they said that, I immediately thought, ding, ding, ding. I wonder if this is part of my PCOS trying to balance itself in my body naturally, this whole Elisa Vitti flow protocol thing. I thought maybe this is hormone related. If clustered migraines can be related to hormones, I have a feeling this might be part of that as well. So then I think hearing that information, my past self would have said, maybe this is a sign that things are getting worse instead of better. Maybe I should go back on the pill. Maybe I should return back to what I was doing years ago and just avoiding trying to heal this naturally on my own. And I think I also would have told myself that I would get so much more out of this meditation experience if I was headache free. It is a shame that I am not getting as much as I could get out of this retreat because of these migraines being in my life. But all of that story was not at all what I felt. As I said, I felt joy. And I think that the joy was felt because of these reasons. What I told myself instead of everything I just shared was that If this is something that is hormone related, I chose to believe that it is a sign that I am moving in the right direction towards rebalancing my body and that I'm now closer to flow than ever before. I could have told myself this is a sign I should go back to where I was and I'm going into uncharted, terrible territory. But my actual choice is that I believe this is a sign that I'm going towards what I want. The fact that I've never had these migraines before, before when I was off the pill when I was younger or ever since then, to me means that things are moving and changing in my body. Maybe this is actually a good sign. This is something that also kind of happened to me recently here in Edinburgh, I think like two days ago, actually. 
as I was trying to find a walking path that a friend had suggested that I check out. When I Google mapped it, it said that it was four miles away. So I, given my time and plan for the day, did not have enough time to walk down to the four mile starting point of this path. So I figured, all right, well, I can't do that, but let's just flow with where I'm at in the city right now. So I found this really pretty street that looked really inviting. So I walked down it. Then I found this adorable little muse row of houses and took pictures there. And then from that little street, found this beautiful river and stream that was going downstream. And I was thinking about flow and looking at the sparkle water and really enjoying it and saying, even though I didn't get to the walkway that I wanted to go to, I'm really glad that I'm here. I even took a picture of where the, of the stream and sent it to my friend and said, you know, I didn't make it to the one that you wanted me to go to, but I found this really great spot instead. And as I turned around to go back to my Airbnb and followed the stream upwards from where I had originally found it in the first place, I noticed a sign that I didn't see going the direction I was going before that said it was exactly the walkway that I was seeking in the first place. So when I Google mapped it, it showed me the direction and the starting point for the walkway, but it didn't show me how close I actually was to part of the walkway right where I was in the city of Edinburgh, like totally two minutes away, essentially. And I feel like that's the same kind of story that I'm telling myself, or I chose to tell myself about these migraines as well. That it was a sign that I'm actually very close to where I want to be instead of saying, I need to go back to the starting point four miles away and go back on the pill and do all of these things and basically undo all of the progress I've made so far. So that reframing, I think, was a really powerful thing to help me to continue to not see this physical pain that continued to be extremely painful as a negative. I actually looked at it as something I could be grateful for. I also was grateful for my new friends at the retreat, as I mentioned, the physios. I had one of them who offered to do acupuncture on me because he had brought his needles and does that with his profession and has helped other people with migraines and cluster migraines to release them. So he was helping me and trying to help balance the hormones, which was extremely nice to get that done for free by a friend at the retreat. And also someone did Reiki on me as well in order to hopefully help balance and remove the headaches too. So I was very grateful for their help And I also did take medication when needed so that I wouldn't just have this pounding, unending headache constantly 24 hours a day. And even then I chose to have gratefulness for it instead of to be annoyed or scared about taking it as often as I needed. Ibuprofen and paracetamol were all that we had on hand and that did thankfully, for the most part, cut them out once they were coming in. So I would just kind of take them and move on with my day and try to make it as smooth a transition from the pain to back to meditation as possible. instead of talking about all the scary stories I mentioned earlier on. I also started to focus on how I wanted to feel, which was to have full ease in my body. I didn't think about being headache free because then I'd be thinking about headaches. I just focused on full ease where there's no pain in my body, but I wasn't focusing on no pain, but just full ease. And that was what I focused on in the present moment more than what I was focusing on in terms of like actually this pain right now. And last but not least, I also told myself, this is just one tiny aspect of my week. I don't need to make a story about this. I don't need to make this thing the biggest thing about my week. This is just one aspect of it, which easily could have become the cloud that would have shrouded all of the experience. And I wouldn't have appreciated the beautiful scenery, the people that I was meeting, all that stuff. I would have just been feeling sorry for myself with all of this pain. But I just looked at it as this is just one aspect of it. And maybe it's here to teach me something. 
maybe this is part of the lesson of this retreat in and of itself is to show me how to be joyful even when things are uncomfortable. And of course I wrote to my intuition and it said this too shall pass. So that was something that I was really grateful for. And if you're wondering, thankfully and weirdly, the the migraines released. They stopped coming once I left the Highlands and got back to Edinburgh. So I don't know if there was something about the elevation or the something on going on in that water. I don't know. I have no real idea if it was hormone related or location specific or meditation specific or what. I'm glad that it has passed now, but at the time, this is what I was experiencing. And I'm so grateful that my intuition was right, that it too shall pass. And having that awareness and faith in the moment where it wasn't passing was also very helpful. And here's to show you guys how actually joyful I was, even though the migraines were there. The first morning after, I think the second acupuncture session, I didn't have a migraine in the morning. And I think this was on a Wednesday and we started on a Friday. So by that Wednesday, I had a finally got a morning where I didn't have to take the pills because I didn't have a splitting, pounding headache or migraine in my head. And I actually felt slightly less joyful that day. The other days I was feeling so joyful and rolling with the pain and just dealing with it and having such a great perspective on it. But then the minute that I didn't have one, I actually also at the same time that I didn't have one found myself not quite as joyful. And then this is so hilarious. I found myself wishing that I had a migraine. How crazy is that? I found myself wishing I had one because it got to the point where I started to almost not completely, like it didn't actually happen, but I started to kind of associate having a migraine with joy and the lack of one with the lack of joy. That is how intensely I was living what I just shared. So I think that kind of is an interesting thing and I didn't dwell on that too much because I didn't want to create this psychosomatic connection of joy equals migraine, but that was something that I noticed myself ironically feeling at the time. And to be honest, that was the biggest thing that I took from this whole retreat. It wasn't so much the actual meditations. I've done those meditations before. It was nice to do them over and over again. And it was nice to calm the body. It was nice to calm the mind. It was nice to sleep a lot and to recover and to look inward. All of that was great. But honestly, this migraine situation was the thing that I learned the most. And I think that really what it showed me is that I could have gone to the same retreat five years ago maybe even a year ago or two years ago. And I would have had that first set of beliefs that I shared earlier, and I would have had a totally different experience. But the mindset shifts I've been making over the last 10 years of my life, settling into those mindset shifts have shown me the progress that I have made as a person in my life so that I could have this joyful experience given my migraine situation. So if you're curious on what the mindset shifts looked like over those last 10 years that I believe helped to culminate into me getting to this place, it was first living from my values, my uppercase V values, given my current circumstances. So I went with the flow. I didn't fight it. Flow has been my biggest value on this trip. Given my current circumstances, I just found a way to flow with it and to go with it instead of to fight against it also detached from ego shiny pennies, which usually could have been, let's live without a migraine, that the only way this could be a positive meditation experience is if there are no migraines. Also understanding my choice of emotions before outcomes, choosing to feel excited that I am believing I'm on a path that's getting me closer towards glowing and thriving with my flow hormone health, rather than thinking I need to get the flow in order to feel happy. That was huge. 
Meditation, ironically, even before this retreat has been really helpful for me to just notice and observe the ego and the story it wants to tell me about the migraines and having epic empathy for myself. That's the thing I've been most recently in the last year, really actually 2016 specifically focused on is having empathy for myself instead of beating myself up or feeling sorry for myself and feeling like I am a victim. I just gave myself empathy for the pain. And also feeling emotionally how I want to feel now in order to attract all that I want to be, do, or have in the future. We've been talking about this a lot on the show with practice and all is coming, but I really thought about how great it would feel to feel ease in my entire body, to have the flow you know, protocol working effectively and fluidly in my life. I really focused on how that emotionally would feel and tried to focus on those feelings given my circumstances, which were sitting at a meditation retreat with a lot of pain in my head. And then of course, seeking the flow and following the adventure that comes with it instead of resisting it. My ego in the past would have said the adventure needs to look like meditation retreat with no migraines that will make me flow. But instead I was sitting in that retreat with migraines. I found flow in those circumstances and followed that adventure, which meant a lot of self-reflection on why am I feeling so joyful and what is creating so much joy in me, even though this pain is here. So I'm not sure what you guys are going through in your life, if you have any physical pain or not, maybe you have emotional pain or not, but one of the things that this really deeply showed me, I knew this to be true, this is not a new message in the world of personal growth whatsoever, but it really did show me personally in a firsthand way, suffering comes from the story I assign to the pain, not the pain itself. I was sitting in one of the discussion groups having this pounding headache with no end in sight to get the medication to actually release that pain. And I was still there. I was still able to be fully present. I was still able to fully engage with the group. I had the awareness of the pain and I had this awareness that normally this would have been totally distracting me to the point of not enjoying anything, but that was really the suffering. And I was able to avoid so much suffering by everything I shared earlier. And of course, as I just briefly alluded to, the same goes for emotional pain too. When we have emotional pain, the suffering comes from the story I assign to the pain. So during the breakup, for example, I had this realization that this situation, which in this situation would be the emotional migraine, if you will, (laughs) the breakup, as Mr. Lively and Franklin were leaving to Oregon, I had two stories to choose from. Story number one was that my family is ending and half of them are moving away. My heart is being broken into two pieces and one of them is going to Oregon. That was story number one that I could have assigned and I could have created a ton of suffering for myself with. But story number two is what I opted into and what created an entirely different experience. I chose to believe the story that we are an expanded family, each going off to have new exciting adventures. Nothing is lost from the past only is more to be gained in the future. That expanded family, and that means, you know, there's no bones about that. We're still going to go on and have our own families. We're going to go have our own adventures. At the same time, we're not breaking what has happened. We're expanding from that place forward. So I still see Franklin and Mr. Lively as a part of my family. Though Mr. Lively is not in the same role in my family, he's still a part of my family. And Franklin is still my dog. And it is wonderful that that approach, that story 
relieved an intense amount of suffering that I could have assigned to that pain. But instead, I was able to feel the pain with a very positive story and feel joy just like I did during the meditation retreat. I'm not sure how this is resonating with you, but perhaps you could use this as a chance to stop and consider if you could adopt some of this for your own life too. Like I said, I've been doing this for 10 years, so this may be something that is easier for me to do right now than others, or maybe you're more laid back than me and it doesn't take you 10 years to get here and you don't have to do half the work that I did to personally get to this place. Either way, I hope it resonates with you and that you keep this in mind that The story is what creates the suffering. The pain is there as a physical experience. It too shall pass, but we have the choice of what we make it mean for us. And there you have it. Before I share where I'm going next on this trip, I'd like to share about today's sponsor, FreshBooks.com. As you guys know, I love me FreshBooks. FreshBooks is bookkeeping software for small business owners, freelancers, contractors, you name it. If you need to invoice people and track your expenses for your business, and you want it to be as simple as Facebook or any of your other favorite social media platforms, please check out FreshBooks.com. I've been using them since 2012, and I have loved it every day because it makes looking at my numbers so pleasurable. I can't believe I'm even saying pleasure and bookkeeping in the same sentence, but that is the total truth. If you'd like to get a free 30-day trial, you can go over to freshbooks.com backslash lively to see what I'm talking about. Again, that's 30-day free trial over at freshbooks.com backslash lively. Now let's share about next week. So rest of this week and this weekend, I'll be staying in Edinburgh for the weekend with my brother, Michael, and his friend. Cannot wait to see him. He is here for the month in London to work from his company in their London offices that just happens to overlap and flow with my trip as well. So I'll be seeing and spending time with him. And then I'll be taking the train back with him on Sunday to London until I don't even know actually how long I'm going to stay there next week. I think it's going to be maybe till Wednesday, maybe till Thursday, maybe till the weekend. I don't know where I'm going to go after this. I don't have a plan. So with that in mind, I don't even know when you're going to listen to next week's episode, where in the world I'll be, but I'll be somewhere. And I'm sure I'll be letting you guys know through Instagram at Jess C as in Carmen San Diego Lively. I will be sharing wherever I'm at and whatever I'm learning from that experience at that time. So if you want to follow, you can check it out there. Until then, may something wonderful happen to you today. 